Let us pray. O Lord, may the words of our mouths and the meditations of all our hearts be acceptable to you, for you are our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Recently, I've been listening to a podcast called Gravy. Gravy is a podcast that is hosted by John T. Edge, whom some of you may know is one of the editors of Garden and Gun magazine, um, but also is the executive director of the Southern Foodways Alliance, based in Oxford, Mississippi. Uh, this podcast talks all about Southern food and how food speaks to who we are as people. And recently, he had a podcast that he talked all about biscuits. And as I was listening to this podcast, I realized that biscuits help me experience God. And the reason biscuits help me experience God might be a little bit different than you may be imagining right now. For me, nothing is better than a hot, flaky, moist, buttery biscuit fresh out of the oven. Biscuits are, are very versatile baked goods. One could slice it and put a variety of fillings within its perfect interior. You can put jams or jellies, sharp hoop cheese. Growing up in eastern North Carolina, we would often put deep-fried pork tenderloin, but here in Virginia, it seems that you prefer Smithfield ham. You could drench it in gravy, that thick white gravy. Sometimes there's sausage in it too. Folks in Arkansas like to put something they call chocolate gravy on their biscuits. I don't know about that. You can serve them for breakfast, for lunch, or for dinner, or as I prefer them, as a late night snack. Biscuits, for those of us raised in the South, are like a portent for memories. Memories of going to Grandma's house on Sunday after church. Memories of delicious meals served around large tables or at the kids' table set up in the living room. Memories of early mornings before summer Saturday spent on the river, at the ocean, or right in your backyard. Biscuits help me experience God because they tell the story of our lives. God, at the beginning of creation, breathed life into us. And I experience God through the stories of our lives. Therefore, I experience God when I eat a biscuit. Biscuits fill us up. They remind us of where we come from. And they each tell a unique story that stay with us long after that last bite of that flaky, delicious round of nostalgia after it leaves our lips. Sounds almost sacramental, does it not? Both of our texts this morning invite us to experience God through memory making. These texts give us reason to look back and consider where we have come from and what has shaped us like those biscuits I just described for you. Now, us Presbyterians, we love to find meaning in the study of Scripture, reading the writing of our theological foreparents and discussion of theological concepts and the interpretation of Scripture. And there is an incredible amount of value and worth in the academic study of our faith. It is essential to our identity as a Reformed people. However, Making memories with one another is just as important as the study that forms our most inward parts. 
This morning, two of our youth have stories to tell you. They have stories that give voice to the power of memory making. They will show us how the journey of discipleship happens in most unexpected places. Throughout the year in youth ministry, we study the Bible, we learn theology, we discuss what all of this means in our life, but our 6th through 12th graders also make many memories that they will carry with them for the rest of their lives too. These memories come from intermission and midweek Bible study for high schoolers. It happens at youth group on Sunday nights, Chick-fil-A breakfasts, trips to escape rooms, epic night, summer adventures all over the country like Massanetta and Mine Treat Nun Mission trips. It happens when our kids go to camp in the summer and through school groups like Young Life and Focus. All of this is because of the story God breathes into each one of us that we live out together as the church community. Now I could go on and on about how privileged and honored I am to serve with our FPC youth and to tell you about how they experience God through FPC youth ministry. But today is Youth Sunday after all. So two of our youth will tell you about their experiences this summer. First, you will hear from Zoe Mintz and then from Grace Carter. And may these experiences help you remember your own experiences that, like biscuits, remind us all of how God has worked in our lives in mighty ways and how God continues to work in our lives in mighty ways and, by grace, will do so forevermore. Listen to these experiences. This summer, I was old enough to go to Montreat for the first time, and having heard about all the fun that goes on there from my brother and from older people in youth group, I was disappointed that I couldn't go. But I gave up going to Montreat for an equal and to me almost better opportunity, which was going to camp. I was able to stay in the gorgeous mountains of North Carolina and learn about God's love for five weeks at an all-girls camp called Camp Greystone. This was my seventh summer at camp, and let me tell you, this year was different. One of the many camp traditions is that we have a Sunday concert series, meaning that for all Sundays except one, we have a guest country or Christian artist come and perform a little concert out on the lawn by the lake. We had one concert that was very different from the rest. A band from Australia called Versus came and performed their techno pop mosh pit style music. Now, a mosh pit, if you don't know, is when a group of people are standing in a tight circle, jumping up and down to the music, and it's really fun. It was amazing, and I was jumping up and down, surrounded by my camp besties, laughing and singing about Jesus. And I can't really describe the feeling that I felt, but I know that God was at that concert with me dancing and goofing around. It was kind of like having a missing piece put in place inside of me. I had been frustrated that week by girls in my cabin and homesick for my family and my friends. And I remember that I had prayed for God to intervene in my life and show up and make everything okay. And I felt like I hadn't found him yet. I heard a sermon once that said, you will know when God enters your life because you will become aware, brutally aware of your own actions, whether they're good or bad, and aware of the perfect moments of your day when you feel so happy and the really bad ones. That concert was a turning point for me. I became really aware of my emotions and tried to be patient with someone even if they were being really annoying 
and I tried and still am trying to be more thankful for the crazy curveballs life throws at me. I started the summer upset about having to miss Montreat, but now I know God sent me to camp so I can meet him for the first time in the middle of a mosh pit of all places. There are two weeks that define my entire year. While everyone knows January 1st to be the start of the new year, my calendar restarts once these two weeks end. Every summer, I go on two trips, one right after the other. The two weeks are consecutive, but each spend 950 miles apart with over 1,000 complete strangers. Once you enter high school, you get to come on the annual trip to the Montreat Youth Conference in North Carolina with the youth group. I have gone every year that I have been old enough to, and it is my absolute favorite place in the world. Montree is a college campus with old stone buildings and a lake in the middle. It is in a valley surrounded by mountains on all sides. At the conference, there are around a thousand youths from all over the country, all there to find or explore their relationships with God. At the conference, you are placed into a small group at random with 20 or so other people so you don't know anybody in your group. You meet twice a day with them to talk about the worship services and form relationships with each other. Each year has a theme. This year's was about letting love, love lead. The day that I get home from Montreat, I leave for Saranac Village in upstate New York. Saranac Village is a Young Life camp. Young Life is a lot like youth group, but in a school. Saranac, much like Montreat, is on a lake surrounded by gorgeous mountains. The lake has all kinds of water sports and games like parasailing, tubing, and a giant floating obstacle course. The week gives everybody the perfect opportunity to meet Jesus in a non-conventional way. I never imagined I would be talking about Jesus with other high schoolers 300 feet in the air or trying not to fall off a floating log. There are around 400 youths coming from schools in all different states. At Saranac, you spend the week learning and talking about Jesus' life and death and what it means for us. The whole experience revolves around Jesus, which makes it easy to find him in things you wouldn't think of ordinarily. However, there were a couple of moments when I saw God so clearly that I was forced to take a step back and look at my life from a completely new angle. The first was in Montreat. Out in the woods surrounding campus is a rock that you can only find if you already know where it is. On the back of this rock are the signed names of all the graduated seniors from our church starting in 2017. Madeline Bryson, Dalton Burrill, Mary Payton, and Campbell Baskin. Um, these were the oldest kids when I just started youth group. They were the ones that I've looked up to since preschool. Campbell Baskin was a chaperone for the week this year, and seeing his name on the rock as a high schooler, and look, then looking over to see him as an adult, made me realize that your relationship with Jesus doesn't end once you leave the youth group. It is hard to think about faith in the future tense, but Campbell, along with those other older kids, have set such an amazing example of what life with Jesus looks like. It also instilled in me a new standard for my life. Maybe I can be someone that the younger kids look up to in faith. They inspire me to grow stronger in my faith. Seeing the names of all these people that I had known and loved felt like a wave crashing over me. I realized how loved I am and how lucky I am. The same God who created and loves me also created and loves these people. The second one was in Saranac. In around the middle of the week, we sang a song at worship that said, if the stars were made to worship, so will I. Those words repeated themselves in my head for the rest of the week because they made me feel something I'd never felt before. 
part of something so ultimately greater than myself. It's easy to have a relationship with God, one that is personal, but for the past two weeks, I had been among so many people in the same place in life that I am, with their own relationship with God, coming together to worship. The verse made me realize how badly I wanted to be a part of this amazing thing happening all around me. To me, the stars represented so much more. They represent God's creation, all of it. If God's creation, which I'm a part of, was made to worship, then that is what I want to do too, to have purpose in life. There is something so fulfilling about being surrounded by people in worship, a sort of encouragement. In everyday life, people don't encourage you to have faith, especially not in high school. But I imagine myself as a cup. What the world encourages me to be and pushes me to find happiness in never fills me up. Through things like Montreat and Saranac, Jesus fills my cup with water that never runs out, and now I know that my cup will never be empty. We have so many stories. 